Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. My name is Cindy. And we are going to jump off the main highway of elements and take a little side stroll down the path we call random stories. <laughs> Things about science. Um, due <laughs> to the um, climate, not the actual physical climate, climate but the social climate of our country right now, the fear that's going with this epidemic um pandemic of you know technically not the pandemic because they haven't who who hasn't called it a pandemic the world health organization but it's pretty much what it is um with the coronavirus Mm -hmm. we thought we would spend a little time talking about epidemics and pandemics and some of their history in Mm -hmm. our world and what you can do to Help prevent some of these things. Yeah. So um, my main focus will be about 10 of the worst pandemics in history. Um, I'll have some stuff to say about that. Yeah. But I can start off with the definition. Please do. Versus. So an epidemic is a sudden increase in the number of cases of a disease in a specific area. Yes. So all of a sudden, a bunch of people are getting sick in a certain place. Um. But a pandemic are basically epidemics that spread over several countries or continents and affect a large number of people. So to become a pandemic, it must first be sporadic. So first it has to go past these stages. So somebody gets sick, okay, kind of random. Another person gets sick, eh, still sporadic. But then if it becomes the next level is endemic, which is a constant or usual presence in a geographic area. So, okay, n- there's a normal amount of this sickness here, whatever. That's like an the endemic. Flu every year. Right, exactly. Okay. Then you get to the epidemic, which is a sudden increase in what is normally present in a population. So we would have flu epidemics, you know, when, the, when it reaches higher numbers than normal for yeah. each year. So, um, and then <laughs> you have to, you get past the epidemic, um, you get to the pandemic, which is worldwide. Pan is uh, Latin for all, right? Yeah, like yeah, like a um, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just thinking of the other another example of to use there, but um, I can't think of it. I just think Um, of like I think it's in Charlie Brown where they're like Lucy's naming all the different fears, and she's like, or panophobia, the fear of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's all over the place, right? So, and what's interesting, uh, which I kind of like to bring up now is how pandemics are more of a thing in today's society than it would have been even 100 years ago because of travel right so you know to get to europe it used to take a month (laughs) or in a ship (laughs) would have died by then right you know most people got sick would have died on the boat and there you go right um but now you can go from you know the u.s to europe in eight hours so one person is sick on that plane then everybody has been exposed on that plane because the air is recycled. And then they all get off 
and to different parts of different countries and things like that. And so, you know, you see on in movies the, um, you know, the quote unquote war room or whatever where they're like showing the map and like, see, this is case one, and then in three days it's here, and then five days it's here, and then the next it's the whole world's dead. Um, but that's why because we are so much more connected right. and so easily movable between continents that you know you can see it pop here and then pop there very quickly so it's more likely that we'd have pandemics today than we would back in the day for that although our medical advances are much better right so i mean a lot of the older pandemics are are bacterial based mm -hmm. versus the ones since 1918 have been more um viral based right which, um makes a difference because the whole bacterial um, movement of being able to create antibiotics um, basically changed. <laughs> right. Changed, changed everything. Whole, changed everything. Yeah. So a quick reminder there that antibiotics work against bacteria. <laughs> antibiotics do not work against viruses. And things like the flu, influenza, right. is a virus. Right. Not a bacteria. Correct. And that's so, why we get vaccines yes. for, well, we, there's vaccines for both, but mainly for viruses. That's really the only thing we have against them. If we don't, there we now start to have antiviral medication that people can take for certain ones like HIV. Okay. Um, but um, for the most part, the way viruses work is you just get them and then you get rid of them through your immune system and well, you're good. Or you get the vaccine. You know, when you... <laughs> You know, when, when Greta was a little, was younger, I mean, she's still little, but, um, you know, she'd have like this cough or this, this cold and, mm -hmm. and I, I wouldn't want to take her or take her to the doctor. And then finally I'd take her to the doctor and they'd be like, well, she has a cold, so <laughs> keep her home, <laughs> give her and plenty of fluids, fluids and there and you go. And it'll work itself out. And I'm like, and then I'm like. And that'll be $150. <laughs> Thank you. So now it's like my kid has a cough and I'm like, eh. You're fine. <laughs> Drink some fluids. You'll be yeah. fine. It's only like if it stays for a long amount of time that maybe then, okay, it could be bacterial. bacterial and, or you get bacterial pneumonia on top yeah, of it yeah. or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, viruses are interesting boogers. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm, I'm going to dive in. Um, I went to mphonline.org, which is a free resource to people that are getting a master's in public health. Um, and they had a whole article about epidemics and pandemics. Cool. So they talked about the top, uh, the 10 of the worst pandemics in history. And so uh, real quick before you go into that, sure. um, uh, add on to your story about that is that with viruses, um, what they call, what, basically what you do is called supportive care. Okay. So it's like if you're sick with a virus or like people that are older or have low immune systems, something like that, and you get hospitalized for a virus, what they're doing is giving you f IV fluids and they're uh, okay. giving you the supportive care to help your body, your body flush out the yeah, and fight it. Okay. But they're not actually giving you anything to, they can't do anything right. for and you. So, you know, I mean, vaccines are a way to give your body the antibodies to fight um, it, but even the vaccine could, it doesn't work for every strand of flu. Right. So, well, and that's the problem with some of these is that some of them we have basically eradicated, like polio has been 
for the most part, at least in the in the U.S., it's pretty much been only eradicated. In Pakistan, I believe, is the only country with active cases. Um, there's some in Africa and stuff. The ones that I would I will list a little bit later. There has been some with those the what we're talking about before with the vaccine. Right. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much most most places. There is there is still wild cases of polio virus, but it's very very rare. Right. Um, but they. Which is funny because it was it was such a scare. Oh, it's such a big thing in the United States. I mean, yeah. there were children that were terrified, mm-hmm. and the whole iron lung and everything like, that goes with that. I met a guy who who came out on the dolphin boat that I worked on, and he had gotten polio as a child, and his legs were just withered little things, and he couldn't use them. But he man, he crawled around that boat like <laughs> quite impressively. <laughs> he didn't get in the water with the dolphins because he could, he couldn't like swim with, right. with his legs and everything. But he just enjoyed being on the boat, and he would just climb around with his arms and like wow. get everywhere. It was really impressive. He was a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, his legs were devastated from from that. But you know, the reason why we don't have that scare anymore is because we have vaccines that work. And so a vaccine will either or you either get a weakened live virus right. or a weakened attenuated. Uh, well, that's the that's the weakened attenuated virus. It's basically so it's like kind of alive, but not enough to hurt you. Like in a coma, <laughs> right? Pretty much like that. Viruses just walk around being like, I don't know what's going on. Um, or they give you a completely dead. They give you fragments of the virus, right, basically. Right, right. And so what basically what that does is it tells your immune system it goes. It gives it a mugshot. Like here it is. This is what this looks like. So you should make antibodies. And so the next time you see it, your body goes, I saw that guy before. <laughs> I know you. Guys, get working on the antibodies. And so you're, you're much quicker to fight it off. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's basically t- giving your body the, uh, the ability to do that. And that's why it's super important to get your vaccines because all these major bad diseases that we don't have anymore are because we have vaccines. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, of course, we are a science podcast, so we're going to be – Four vaccines. <laughs> sorry, anti-vaccines. <laughs> um, Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and another, I mean, the biggest thing, I mean, we're not going to get a whole like, yeah. vaccine thing, but I mean, it, I, I, I get vaccines because of herd immunity. Right. The idea that there are people who cannot get vaccines. They yeah, have, whether they're allergic to some of the things or their immune system is so bad that they, they can't they even handle that. immune system. Right, they can't do it. babies. You know. So that's the important thing is babies, babies. because ba- some babies can't get, you know, you don't get immunized for the first like two months, I think it is, right? right? Yeah. Um, so those babies, besides whatever they're getting from their mother's breast milk, like they get some immunity there. And then some of them are not getting that because they're being bottle fed right. for over whatever right. reasons. Um, so they don't have the ability to fight anything off. So the herd immunity by you and I and everybody else <laughs> getting vaccinated puts a wall up around them. Right. It makes it much harder for anybody so to get any virus to get through. the idea of a herd immunity like a herd, so you think about like a, like a giant herd of like antelope in Africa. Okay. Um, there might be the little babies, right? Babies. But they're put in the middle of the group mm-hmm. and all the strong antelope are on the outside. And so the lions are come prowling and they see all these strong antelope, and they're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna go through that. I'm not gonna try and break through these walls of people right. to get to the weak and the old and the babies. Right. It's the same idea, mm-hmm. and it just drives me nuts when people get super selfish about it and say, Well, I'm healthy and strong. I don't need, so I don't need it. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm stepping yeah. off my soapbox now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna slide it back under my kitchen table. There we go. Uh, I don't Shoop. need it anymore. Okay. Um. So here we go. 
Um, these are in chronological order. Starting chronological with... means time. Thank you, Cindy. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> This this list does not include smallpox. Okay. Which has killed approximately 300 to 500 million people in its 12,000 years of existence. That's a lot of people. Yeah. But well, when you bring smallpox over to the Americas when they've never even but seen since it before. It was kind of used as warfare. I yeah. don't know if they could count it as an epidemic when it was like purposefully Flea. brought. But um so here we go first one they they uh actually claimed was hiv really yep they counted that as mm. they counted it as a pandemic oh okay so i have a list of things that aren't necessarily pandemics but epidemics some, some epidemics yeah. so, so this was considered a pandemic it mm -hmm. has a death it still toll is it's 1960 to present yes mm -hmm. yes um uh, 19 uh, so it since 19 um 81, there has been 36 million people mm -hmm. that have died. Yep. Um, there's still 31 to 36 million people that live with it. Right, because now we do have antiviral medications that basically keep the virus load down. It keeps yes. it from replicating. Right. Um, it started in the Republic of Congo. The Congo. Or not started, yeah, the Congo. No, that's, a, it basically, that's where it originated. And 5% of the population of Sub-Sahara Africa is infected with it. So there's, I, the thing that I read on um, this, I was, think it was MSN, they had an article about different ones, is that in South and East Africa, the infection rates can be up to 25%. That's so weird. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, it was a lot about education. Yes. Right? And sexual Religion. education, because it is bloodborne. And yes. You've it is Pass and, it and yeah, sexually. and that's yeah. So, uh, but in the eighties here in the United States, it was like people. There was a huge fear, like all of a sudden it's like you touched my hand, oh, you yeah. breathed on me. We're in the We're same gonna get room, like. Yeah. But it, this this is, you know, a, an a, a pandemic, of a disease that, is not entirely easy to. Pass along right. like all the other ones we're going to talk about. Right. Well, like in the 60s and 70s, there was a lot of free love going on. <laughs> so, yeah. They didn't quite realize that having sex with everybody you saw is not a good idea. Right. Um, but, yeah. And reminder that HIV also, you don't actually die from HIV right. or AIDS. You die from pneumonia when you get AIDS because it's autoimmune deficiency syndrome. <laughs> so, basically, your immune system is that your the HIV virus attacks the immune your white white blood cells and it allows anything to yeah basically you basically you basically have absolutely no defense so right. you get pneumonia that you would normally be like that's fine you go ah I'm dead right. so most people I think I think probably the majority of people die from pneumonia. some kind of pneumonia yeah. um, like that but um, but yeah you're right it's not something that's easily contagious as, as the as, flu as right. these other ones yeah so um so the next one is uh the flu pandemic of 1968 also known as the hong kong flu or the asian flu well i also it, have the asian flu as a well oh no this is asian yes yeah, the asian and the hong kong flu There's the h2n2 in 1968 death toll was mm -hmm. 1 million um it had yep. a low mortality rate of 0.5 percent hmm. but it still killed 15 percent of hong kong's population that's a lot that's a lot of people yeah and so this is so this is ten years later. Yes, is the Asian is, flu. It was the Asian flu, then, and um, it was a two-year pandemic from 1956 mm -hmm. to 1958, with a death death toll of two million. Mm -hmm. Started in China, 
And in the U.S. alone, there were 69,800 deaths from it. In, in the, the U.S.? US. Jeez. Yeah, they said it spread from Singapore to Hong Kong to the U.S. and then to others from China. Why do they all start in China? Well, actually, so do you want to know why? Yes, I do. Yeah, because the coronavirus is also there. You know, a lot of these are right. from that. So what the problem is with some of these viruses is these are zoonotic, which means they transfer from animals to people. So oh. swine flu from right. pigs. Right. Asia, the avian flu, right. it was a bird virus. Mad cow um, disease. That's <laughs> different. That's not a virus. And actually, that there is one I'll I'll talk about with cool. the Kreutzfeldt Jacob disease. Not cool, but, not yeah. Cool, but yeah. yeah. Um, but so these viruses are uh, transferable between wild animals, and so in places where you are in close contact with wild animals, and especially in the cultures, in the in a lot of Asian countries, you're sitting there like I'm going to go walk through this place where it has lots of different vendors to eat food and there's some wild bats over there and there's they eat a lot of wild animals they are in close contact with a lot of wild animals um, so there's more chances for that to hop to a person the, these zoonotic diseases um, and then also they are very tightly there's a lot of people yeah so the contagiousness right so those two things a lot of I th people in china right so a lot of people in china and there's a lot of crazy animals and they're and again they have a they do a lot with they eat a lot of more different things than many other cultures do mm -hmm. um and just are in contact with those more often in livestock and things like that in close quarters where they don't there's not a lot of proper sanitation and things like that mm -hmm. So, um, a lot I'm of... Glad you knew the answer to that. <laughs> I was just going to so, throw that out to the universe. Like, and, no, I don't know. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and what's interesting, the coronaviruses are uh, from bats. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, the last... Because the SARS and, and MERS are both um, uh, coronaviruses as well. Um, and they are from... SARS is from, from bats. bats? Yep. Huh. Well, okay. So, yeah, I'll, that's I'll why. My next one. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one I have is the flu pandemic of 1918, which I think... That's the Spanish flu. Yeah, the H1N1. Spanish, the Spanish influenza. One of the deadliest pandemics in history. Whoa. Death toll of, I love this really vague, <laughs> 20 to 50 million. Yeah, I had 50 to 100 million. Whoa, <laughs> so that's a One third of the world population. Yes. Which is nuts. And... The mortality rate was 10 to 20 percent. So that's huge. That's way. Yeah, bigger. like SARS I mean, was that was like a 10 percent, but that's yeah, crazy. 20 percent more. Uh, I said morality rate, mortality rate, and there were 25 million deaths in the first 25 weeks alone. This is mainly in India. That's what I had on here. There's a lot of them were in were in India. Um, do you know why it's called the Spanish flu though? Uh, didn't you turn? I don't know. Well, wasn't it? So it actually, it supposedly, it started at a military camp in Kansas. <laughs> you know, and it took eighteen months to cross the planet, like to get everywhere, um, which is pretty impressive back in that day because we didn't have planes like we have now and like that things. Yeah, um, so it's called the Spanish flu, supposedly. It's from MSN.com, so hopefully yeah, they're right. Totally valid, you know. Um, but the propagandists refused to publish about high casualties in World War One for the participants of France, Germany, the UK, and the US. But they could they could say whatever they wanted about the Spanish. So they need so it's the a Spanish, Spanish flu because because yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> yep. So I don't think it actually had anything to do with Spanish. Gosh. 
it did a lot of books though. It's, mm-hmm. like, like, it's a big one, yeah. I think it's even in Twilight, guys. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't Vampires know. don't sparkle. They do. No. They do. no. It's no. <laughs> Give it the Spanish flu. <laughs> I don't. No, I'm, I think one of the one of the quote brothers end quote actually was like dying of the Spanish influenza. Oh, and so he, like, interesting bit him i don't know i thought i read that hmm. correct me if i'm wrong twilight people and <laughs> yell at cindy yeah you can email us at <laughs> elementalfunpodcast at gmail.com um yeah it, but but what was unique about it was like it like some people with weakened immune systems could survive it oh. but then people that were stronger that usually didn't die from influenza died died from it yeah and it was like People were kind of feeling like it was like Russian roulette with it. They were like, whoa, who's going to die now? Well, that's the problem with foods. They can mutate and be different, and you don't know exactly how they're going to interact with everybody. Very true. Yeah, and so you'll notice that whenever we talk about flus, it'll be some H number. It'll be H and then a number and then N and then a number. They name them that way. One of these was like H3N2. So the H1N1 is Spanish flu. The H2N2 is the Hong Kong flu, and the H3N2 is the Asian flu. That's right. Oh wait, no, no. The H three, no, sorry. The H three N two is Hong Kong, and the Asian flu was the H two N two, I believe. Well, the next one's not a flu that I have on my list. What's this one? It's the sixth cholera pandemic. Was this the nineteen sixty one to seventy five? This was nineteen ten to nineteen eleven. Oh, I didn't have that one. Yeah, there's another one between sixty one and seventy five. <laughs> this is one of the only ones that on on my list that's there bacterial. S- there have been six, six cholera. Pandemics. This one had a death toll of over eight hundred thousand people, Ooh. and most Mine of them only begin in India. Yep, this one's this one also started in it was started in Indonesia, Bangladesh. The U.S. by the sixth cholera pandemic, <laughs> they realize if we isolate the people that are sick, then they don't get it won't spread. Yeah. And so only eleven people in the U.S. died by the sixth pandemic right because they were like figured it out we kind of <laughs> only took six pandemics to get it <laughs> but we got it this time so, so and this was this was the uh, the one that's uh, waterborne so basically yes, you get yes. contaminated it not, not the, good sanitation it was in the third cholera pandemic what they figured that um it was physician british physician john snow discovered john snow seriously his name is john snow yes, his name was john snow game of thrones i know yeah okay just checking he came, he was, was he as hot as Jon Snow? I don't know. He was running 1852. I don't know. Just, in 1952, people can be hot too. 1852. They could be too. Maybe yes, smelly. I know, but, but right, I'm saying right. there's not probably right. any pictures of physician Jon okay. Snow. Fine. Oh, he was British though. Um, but he was like working with people in like low income. And he was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. This is being transmission through contaminated water. And it's like, it'd go through India. And would like, go down the river. And it would like, <laughs> Go down Papa the and then people would like fill their little water bottles up and hike across Asia mm-hmm. and it just decimated Asia. Yeah. The third um, cholera pandemic was a death toll of one million. Ooh. But between those two, there was another flu pandemic <laughs> of 1889 to 1890. Death toll was one million. It was also called the Russian flu. Yeah. There you go. It started oddly in three different locations at about the same time, which in that time is like, it's not like they were all on a plane together. Right. But it was in Greenland, 
in Tukistan and Canada. And they all, like, at the same time started having, like, they were, like, ground zero. Yeah. It spread. Hmm. So, weird. Weird. Yeah. Uh, That's strange. My next one is the Black Death. (laughs) The plague. In 1346 to 1353, also known, it was caused by the bubonic plague. Right. And carried in rants. Actually, and again, they, bad they sensation. They think that it was the fleas. On the oh, you're right. You're correct. It is the fleas on the but rats. But when I was a kid, it was the rats. It was rats. Yeah, I remember hearing about that too. Though recently, then they figured out they're like, oh, it's actually the fleas. The fleas mm-hmm. on the rats. Mm-hmm. And that only had a death toll of uh, <laughs> seventy-five to two hundred million. Yeah, it just took out like half the world. It's yeah. fine. It's good. Again, but that's again with the sanitation, like same, same similar to cholera right a lot of it was because people were just hanging around with rats yeah and, and then stuff. like drinking water that rats pooped, pooped in, in. And there you like, go. Yeah, this water tastes a little off but whatever but that's also why you'll see like you know with cholera you don't hear about that in more anywhere industrialized nations right well because they which i'm sorry i read i read a a, a like a personal narrative. No, what's it <laughs> mm-hmm. called? A memoir. Okay. Of a woman who who went to India and she was doing a religious kind of walk, mm-hmm. and she was at the the Ganges River, and she said it was just terrifying how filthy it oh, was. Oh well, they they. I mean, remember that cows and stuff there are revered as. Yes, and if they die things. in the river. Yeah, that's fine. They just leave them. Well, and, and then in the city, they have like these big giant pools where people just go in and bathe, and then they drink the water, and they it's it's a very different culture. Yeah, over there, but and, that's it's, and that's why that's cholera why is still things. there. And there's a lot of people. <laughs> so again, <laughs> the amount of people per per place. Just to say hygiene, uh, lack of hygiene plus too many people plus animals equals bad things. Epidemic, which is also why you start seeing those when in refugee camps. And you'll yeah. start to see stuff spread like wildfire yeah. because there's too many people. There's not good enough sanitation and hygiene. Yeah. And it's not a place to wash your hands. Ugh. So it's important. Um, the last two I have, I mean, these are getting way back in the day. Mm. Um, the plague of Just, Justinian in uh, 541 <laughs> okay. to 542, Whoa. 25 million people. It was, How did they even know that? How did they count them back then? Like, nobody I was counting know. back then. They weren't counting the peasants anyways. <laughs> right. But that's what they were yeah, assessing. And it said what was ha- it? Half the population of Europe was wiped out. Was it a virus? Uh, they said plague. I always assume plague with, like, bacterial, but I that's just that because of the plague. plague. Oh, and okay. And then the other one, the last one, which was in 165 AD, the Antonian Plague. Oh, they didn't know what caused it. Mm. And it killed about 5 million people, which back then was, like, the whole world right oh they 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 think it might have been smallpox or measles oh some one of those but you know it was back Gosh. in the day when they're like everyone's dying <laughs> something it's god i don't know <laughs> they all seem to have the same symptoms i don't know why <laughs> plague plague um <coughs> So those are you. So those are all your your that's, pandemics. Uh, yeah, that's those are my uh, my top ten. So I have um, just the, uh, the list that I had from the MSN article were like the twelve global pandemics and epidemics of the last hundred years. Oh, so um, yeah, and um, and again, the influenza pandemics usually originate from animal influenza to which we don't have immunity to. Right. So that's the zoonotics, the ones that jump from a bat or a bird or pig or whatever and then there's a woman who gave her dog the coronavirus what 
Didn't you hear about that? No. I have to check my sources. Okay. I've not heard that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so we talked about the Spanish flu and the Hong Kong flu and the cholera. So there was a cholera. There was one in night between 1961 and 1975. Another cholera. 200,000 deaths. Wow. Um, HIV we did. So um, the Kreutzfeldt Jacobs was in 1999 to 2001. And so this is the one that's connected with mad cow disease. Mm. And this is one... Saying, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Terrible thing. Um, but this is this is the one where this is it's really interesting because the mad ca- mad cow disease. I teach this in my biology class because I think it's one of the gr- greatest stories of like what not to do. Um, mad cow disease is not caused, and Kreutzfeldt Jacobs um, are is not caused by a viral or bacterial. It's not any kind of vector, oh. or not vector. That's what carries the viruses and stuff. But it's not a um, foreign thing that that's getting into you so what it is is the things these things called prions which are proteins that are misfolded so proteins the the biggest part of their functionality is their shape very very specific like lock and key in what they work so when that shape is even slightly off it doesn't work so these proteins are your are just proteins in the body um, but they're misfolded, and then they stack on top of each other, and then they get clogged in places like in the in your nervous system and things like that. So it's called mad cow disease because the, ca- the cows looked mad because they couldn't walk and they were like shaking and they like would fall over. Mm. Um, but what the <laughs> this is the fun part? How did that happen? Well, what they did was um, they had cows that died, and they're like, mm, "What do we do with the dead cows?" I know that's cheap protein. Let's feed the dead cows to the cows. Yeah. Oh so they're feeding meat, first of all, to herbivores. So there's that. Um, but so what they were ended up doing was then feeding these prions to the other cows, which then ate them. And then the crazy thing about these prions, they are proteins. There's no, like, it's not bacteria, it's not virus, not anything like that. These proteins can misfold, and then they can teach other proteins to misfold. Whoa. It's really nutty. So that's why it's hard for your body to, to differentiate it, because it's like, well, it's just your, it's your protein. Like, and meh. they can only get it by ingesting these other proteins? Yeah, you eat it. And so that was, that was the worry when mad cow disease came out, that people who ate meat from there could possibly eat it and then get the the prions um and to to date if you are from a certain area in europe you cannot give blood i know you, even if you lived in yep. england because mm-hmm. when i donate blood they say like did you live in england from or this europe, day to this day from yep. this time to this time that's why but like don't you think it would have come out by now that you have it uh i don't know possibly I but they like, i feel like the i think there's not something they need they, to update things <laughs> like sometimes. But, uh, but i think that they can't it, it they it's still kind of unknown. We don't know as much as we do about other things. I think about these prions because it's something more more recent. Mm. Um, so it's possible that you could have them and it didn't, and then you gave it to somebody else, and then it could cause theirs to. I don't know. Like maybe you're immune to the stacking or, or something, something you or your yeah, or it didn't it didn't make the other ones misform. You know, I don't know. Huh. But um, uh, yeah. So that's what that big scare How was. How many people actually had mad cat? Um, well, I don't know about that. Um, they uh, with the Kreutzfeldt Jacobs from 1999 to 2001 was only 129 infections, mainly in the UK and France. And it's I don't know 
exactly how it's related, but it was connected with mad cow. It's the same. It's basically prions that are causing that. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I don't. It wasn't like a massive people. A lot of people were dying from. It. I think people got sick, possibly. I don't really remember. I just remember growing up and being like, oh, here's mad cow disease. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. The like, scare about it, yeah. And you're going to get it. Um, but so the, the lesson to that story is don't feed dead cows to cows. Oh, just stupid. <laughs> well, it's cheap, right? Cheap meat. So. Um, it's like when I learned about Ebola and people would be like, like the cultures that were were popular in in Africa were and they didn't include that in either because it wasn't a pandemic. I have I have some of Ebola, you know, but it yeah. was an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was in an isolated area and it mm-hmm. rarely went outside of it. But I remember watching this video and it's like people would die from it, but in their culture they believed to leave the body out. Yeah. And they believed to like kiss the body after it had died. And I'm just like No. I remember being sixteen and going so it's not a good idea. No. Like, I understand cultural things, but, like, adapt. There's a, there's like, sometimes we learn things, and then you, you have to change. Well, and that's the thing, too, about um, the mad cow disease also is that um, in s- s- different countries eat different parts of the animal. So right. in the U.S., it's not probably as big of a deal because we don't generally eat the brain or... And, and uh, neuro, is that where neuro, the problem That's where be? the main, yeah. Because that's the problem, so they're grinding up the whole cow. Okay. And so it, it could get into ground meat if you're grinding everything up and not you know, paying attention exactly to what goes where. So it could still get into like ground beef and stuff like that. But in some cultures, in some you know, countries, that stuff is delicacy, like eating monkey brains and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, you're more likely to pass that on because that's where they're concentrated. Ah. Yeah. So anyway. So that's a fun side one. Um, then you have the SARS and the MERS, so the Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. Um, those are also coronaviruses. And what's interesting is that the coronavirus right now that's going around the COVID-19, that's the illness that you get. But the actual name of the virus is is a SARS-CoV something. Blah, blah, blah. So it's SARS. So it, it is. A, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's basically SARS. Why are we calling SARS? it SARS? Bec- I think because they don't want to freak people out. <laughs> Well, I think that's kind of past. People are freaking out. Well, but SARS does have a much higher rate of death. Like their death rate was mortality like a ten percent, and mortality rate was like close to ten percent. Okay. Now we're comparing what what's happening now with that, and that's not really fair because it's ongoing. So we won't really know what the death rate is until everything's done with. Right. You know. Um, but both of them are. It's a similar thing. It's a severe acute respiratory syndrome, um, and the MERS is Middle East. Uh, respiratory syndrome so it's basically only in the middle east um and so sars was 2003 um from asia and then again bats um and then mares is 2012 to 2015 um but the difference right now is that with sars you were uh you could uh you were contagious when you had symptoms so we saw you could you could isolate you and that's it the thing with the coronavirus right now, at least the way it is, is that it seems like there's an incubation period that is up to 14 days long. It may not be, it's not usually that long, I think, but you can basically be passing it before you know that you're sick. Oh, and so that's why it's spreading, I it think, a lot faster. faster. Right. Okay. So, so it's less deadly, but more contagious. And that's a lot of times what happens. Um, something that's more contagious, often t- I think, lots of times ends up being less deadly, but just spreads easier. Hmm. They kind of go 
opposite. Um, then there was a swine flu in 2009, so another epidemic that was the H1N1 that's related to the Spanish flu. Mm. Um, 200,000 deaths. Bird flu in 2013, that was the H7N9 that had 600 deaths. Um, polio. Hmm? I remember the bird flu, yeah. I remember, like, being confused. I mean, like, <laughs> are, these, are the birds sick? Right. Like, who's it sick? came from a bird. There you go. Um, the po uh, there's polio 2014 to present, um, and this actually comes from contaminated water. Though we thought it's eradicated in the 20th century, but there are still wild cases, um, Pakistan and Afghanistan, um, and then Ebola. So this is a bloodborne or other bodily fluids one, and the, the basically there's Ebola still everywhere. <laughs> there's 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 epidemics of it here and there over the they last few up. years. They pop up everywhere, but it's primarily in Africa. Primarily, yes. Almost every t almost every one that I that I saw on the WHO website was Ebola, Africa, Ebola, Africa. <laughs> um, so, uh, Liberia, Guinea, um, Sierra Leone, some in the U.S. and and Europe. Um, then we had the Zika virus in 2015 to 2016. That was carried by is a that was a vector born. So vector mm -hmm. means it's carried by something else. So mosquitoes. Um, and that one caused big fears, especially mainly for pregnant, pregnant women, because the you you get it and you get better or whatever. Um, it infected at 1.5 million, but if you were had got it when you were pregnant, it would cause uh, microcephaly, which basically means small brain and head. Um, and the babies would come out with small brains and small head and lots of defects, and it was very very bad for yeah, that. I was pregnant in 2015. Oh yeah, that's so right. Like, Don't go anywhere. <laughs> As long as you didn't go, it was basically, again, like Brazil, it was first in Brazil, so it's, you know, more... It was Central South so, America. Yeah. More uh, um, warmer countries. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there was another Ebola uh, in 2018, the Republic of Congo, um, and then the coronavirus of today. Um, so I'm just going to list a few of the, the different, uh, before we go, the little ep epidemics of the last, like, three years. These, these are either epidemic or pandemic. And... Um, there's multiple different cases of all these. Is I'm just giving you the each type that we found in each year, um, and basically every time I say Ebola, it, there's like ten or twenty Ebola outbreaks <laughs> in different places. But so far in 2010, 20 around the world, twenty twenty, yeah, Sorry, I, this I, year, I, okay, yeah, from since January, um, e Ebola, measles, mares, dengue fever, yellow fever, Lassa fever, the novel coronavirus, which is COVID nineteen. Um, and unknown pneumonia cases. 2019, you have mares, yellow fever, Ebola, measles, dengue fever, uh, vaccine-derived poliovirus, type 1 and 2, Lassa, Rift Valley fever, Zika, cholera, polio, febrile illness, listerosis, listeriosis, HIV, wild poliovirus, monkeypox, chicken yunga, I have no idea what that is, uh, Carpibenum resistant Pseudomonas arguinosa. <laughs> no, it's Carpapenum. Carbapenum resistant Pseudomonas arguinosa. Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> that's the name of it. All these other ones are like measles, dengue, whatever. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't know what it they is. couldn't abbreviate that. No. Uh, gonococcal, hentavirus, pulmonary syndrome, poliomyelitis, and the hantavirus. And 2018 was Ebola, mares, typhoid fever, yellow fever, the vaccine-derived polioviruses, uh, the chikungunya, cholera, monkeypox, avian influenza, Nipah virus, measles, Rift Valley fever, listeriosis, dengue, Lassa, 
and the seasonal reassortant influenza virus <laughs> and hepatitis E. Interesting that um, hantavirus was an epidemic because that's caused by like mice poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, that's similar to the plague. True. I mean, that's not by poop, that's by the fleas, whatever, but it's, it can become, if it, if it, I mean, the thing is with an epidemic, it doesn't have to be transferred between people or something like that. It just has to be a, an increase in cases. Yeah. So if there's an, enough poop around there. Um, and so one thing I just wanted to bring up before, right before we end, was we did talk, that briefly said vaccine-derived poliovirus. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> Why is there a virus caused by a vaccine? Um, so basically what I wanted to clarify on that is that um, on rare occasions, if a population is seriously under-immunized, um, the virus that they, the attenuated virus that they're given for the f vaccine um, gets excreted um, and then it can circulate for a long period of time within the population. And if it's a, allowed to be in the population long enough, it can mutate um, and get genetic changes. And in very rare instances, the vaccine virus can then genetically change into a form that can actually paralyze, which is then a polio vac the vaccine-derived so polio virus. contaminates the water. Um, yeah, basically, because it's, it's your, 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 excreting it into something and then people are ingesting it because mm. it's supposed to go in it's an oral vaccine so it goes into their intestines um and then it doesn't go into their blood it goes into their yeah intestines so then they excrete body. it out right so they excrete out the that attenuated virus that's weakened um and then it gets in there and it actually if it's limited it actually provides immunity to other people in the population because they get it and their body goes that's weird and it is able to fight it but when you're severely under immunized right. then it can taken so it's not a problem with the vaccine it's the problem with under vaccination mm. so it's um that was a, I thought an important distinction to make yes we don't want to say that vaccines caused polio no they did not um so it's it's the the need for vaccines for everybody mm. for everything <laughs> if we could only have that um, so that was, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about uh, pandemics and epidemics. Yeah, so basically um, the moral of the story is wash, wash your, your hands. hands. So at the end of the, there's I listened to the, um, this podcast will kill you, which is a very good one if you want to learn a lot more about epidemiology and a lot of different stuff. But the end, their, their, ta their tagline at the end is wash your hands, you filthy animals. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, that's basically it, right? So how can you protect yourself from the coronavirus? Wash your freaking hands. Cough and do your and sleep. And don't put your hands on your face. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. hard. To do. It's so hard. Because as soon as you say it, you're like, Wah. you're like, don't touch my, uh, my oh, hands on my face. Oh, touch my face, damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that's how it gets spread. So just you know, elbow bump. <laughs> that's what I do with my students. I'm like elbow bump. Boop. Boop. So I saw feet bumping before. Yeah. People, yeah. so. Live long and prosper. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bow don't, ki curtsy. don't kiss people like in Europe. <laughs> um, but that's the way to prevent m most of these viruses is right. to, Have is good, good hygiene. hygiene. Right. It really comes down to that. So, I mean, it's not going to protect 100%, but it's pretty good. Well, and what do you think, Cindy, about, you know, some people say like, because like, you know, the, the common flu tends to um, fade as the weather gets warmer and we're no longer in small confiding spaces mm. with each other. Do you think that the coronavirus will tap, tamper, tamper, temper? Oh, no words. Oh. <laughs> Get like, less with the warmer yeah. season. Uh, it's possible. I mean, we just don't know a lot about this virus um, at all, exactly how it, how it works. But um, 
a lot of these viruses and stuff are a, a seasonal thing that come during but some of time. these influences in the past they were they were like two years well yeah but so remember also there's two years but that's not necessarily consistent throughout the year so it's not like a pandemic for the two years right it's just pandemic that they didn't go like over the time span of that year um, there were still cases throughout the year possibly yeah or you could have had just crazy big peaks in like winter like march and then it kind of disappears but that's right yeah. So, do you think the Olympics are going to be canceled? If it, if nothing changes, if we aren't able to contain it, then I think they probably will, yeah. uh, or at least postpone it, because it's just not smart to have that many people, especially it, in China. Yeah. <laughs> Is in, it? In, or ju- in, no, it's in Tokyo, right? It's in Japan. Yeah. Well, either way, they've got some stuff there too. <laughs> they've got an outbreak there as well. They closed schools for a month. Yeah. There. So. They're closing schools here. I mean. Yeah. Certain. Yeah. Well, the the uh, some of the colleges are going to online classes and. Which is smart. That's the way to, to the the big the best way to contain it is to not have people gather in large things. Comic Con is being postponed till summer. Oh really? Yeah, oh, I just I saw still it. Go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, no bad. But no, but the bad. Um, but that's the way because the the way to stop it from spreading is to stop having people near each other where it can spread to other people, and it'll eventually crap out basically. Yeah. Um, and they they will not have. They've said they will not have another. Uh, they won't have a coronavirus vaccine for about a year um mm-hmm. before they can have it yeah because they gotta done. figure it out right and so remember like the flu vaccine people always go oh, i got the flu vaccine i got the flu that year and like well yeah but you probably didn't get the worst version of that flu right the problem is with these a lot of these viruses especially the f- influenza is there are so many varieties right. right there's different strains and so for the flu vaccine they take the top three strains from the year before you know three or four however many strains they do and put that into the vaccine that they make for the next year and they're basically guessing at which ones are going to be the worst and they right. may not always guess right but either way if you get the vaccine if you do end up getting the flu which you can't get from the vaccine you may get some symptoms but you don't get the flu um as your body's fighting it like learning how to fight against the, the that uh, virus um but you get um you'll whatever flu you do get is most likely not the worst one <laughs> Because that's what the vaccine is. It's for the, the worst versions of the flu. So it's important to get your flu vaccine. Yes. Especially if you're immunocompromised. Yes. Like myself, being a diabetic. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway, that's it about pandemics and epidemics. Yeah. So um, thanks for hands. going on this journey with us. <laughs> Make sure after you listen to this podcast, you wash your hands because your phone is disgusting. <laughs> that is true. Um, oh, and also, if you're going to use hand sanitizer, it has to be at least 60% alcohol. Right. That will kill it. Yes, I read that as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Well, um, All right. um, again, if you want to contact us, you can email us at elementalfunpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at GracieRuns5550 on Instagram. That's 50x50. You can also listen to, listen to, ha, <laughs> you can read my blog on run5550.wordpress.com and and i'm at pacific mammal research or pacmam p-a-c-m-a-m.org on facebook and instagram for my normal marine mammalogist job yeah and uh you know i think i said on at least on our silicon one i said if we get one request to do a youtube video we'll do it we haven't got one yet so so (laughs) maybe that's for the best (laughs) Only time will tell. I'm 
I have a feeling uh, uh, my coworker Svee is going to probably Ooh, request it. That'd be pretty funny. Do it. Do yeah. it, Svee. Do it. Do it. You've been called out. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you cough. Stay safe. And get healthy. your vaccine. Yep. And take care of yourself. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And we'll talk to you later. Yes. have a moment oh <laughs> chips are the perfect podcasting snack i think <laughs> they're perfect <laughs> that was, that's so loud